Hey, totally blessed to be in the Word with you today. We're in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. By the way, um, this is for you to just look up yourself. Some of the greatest verses in the Bible are found in chapter 3, verse 16. 2 Timothy 3, 16. 1 Timothy 3, 16. John 3, 16. Genesis 3, 15 and 16. I just want to encourage you to check that out and just memorize some of those ones that are amazing. Today, of course, is... Um, is no exception to the rule. Like this is a really powerful portion of scripture. And uh, let's pray and we'll jump into it. Father, thank you for this amazing uh, portion of scripture. It is just extraordinary and conveys so much about the beauty of your son. I pray that you bless us today in Jesus name. Amen. Paul is talking about, now listen, he is He's laid out qualifications for elders. He's laid out qualifications for deacons. Um, and now he is talking about his desire to be with Timothy in Ephesus. And then he drops into this statement that was circulated among the churches. Remember, the churches did not have, at this point, um, a, a canonized Bible like we do. There definitely were books of the Bible that had been written, that had been circulated, but it hadn't been all collected together. So they had the Old Testament, they had some New Testament um, books of the Bible, and then they had these sayings that, that were said, uh, and they were common sayings that they would repeat. And this was in many ways where they developed their doctrine. Um, but it wasn't just that they were saying these sayings, they were singing these sayings too. So they would put some of these sayings to song. And I just, we'll talk about that in a second. You'll get it when I read it. The Bible says, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. And he, when he says that, um, remember, when Paul uses the word mystery, it doesn't always refer to something that is absolutely and forever unknown. Oftentimes it's referring to something that was previously unknown, but that had been disclosed. It was a mystery up until a certain point. And, and with what we're going to read here, all of it's about Jesus, you know, and what Paul lays out doctrinally had been a mystery until the incarnation of Christ. He says, God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world and received up in glory. That almost is a statement of faith or or you could say it like this, how do I know that I'm really a Christian? Like, what do I have to believe in order to be born again and to be saved? And there are six things here that are said about Jesus Christ that are fundamental to the faith. You know, he was manifested in the flesh, God. God was manifested in the flesh. God, the Son of God, right? The incarnation, John said it like this, and the Word, the Logos, the Son of God became flesh and dwelt among us. So the eternal God um, added to his divine nature uh, a, a human body. He was justified in the spirit. Uh, most likely what Paul is referring to here is that uh, it was acknowledged by the Father that, that Jesus was in fact the Son because the spirit, think about the triunity here, the spirit was manifesting the affirmation of God upon the Son through mighty signs and wonders. There were things that Jesus did through the power of the Spirit, which identified him as more than just a rabbi, more than just a prophet or a mere man, but as, in fact, the anointed chosen by God, like I said, God incarnate, seen by angels. 
I think, you know, it's really difficult to know precisely what point in time Paul is referring to here. And so many people have different ideas. But I just want to remind you that the whole angelic host uh, bore witness to the fact that Jesus was the Son of God. And they did so because, remember, he was in heaven on the throne receiving the adulation of angels. And then the angels declared his incarnation there in the fields of Bethlehem to the shepherds. There were a multitude of angels that had made that proclamation, and they bore witness. He was preached among the Gentiles, and so, so his message is the message. You know, the, the message that we, that we share is not about our church, it's not about our brand of belief, it's about a person, his name is Jesus. He was believed on in the world, he is the focal point of salvation, and finally he's received up in glory. He ascended to the right hand of, father, of the Father without a doubt. And so what the church would do is the church would declare this together um, as they were gathered in the general assembly and many believed that they would, they would sing these words. I just have been thinking a lot about those moments where, you, you know, there's such an overwhelming sense of gratitude towards God, you know, and, and you run out of words. There, there are just moments where it's like you don't have, words can't convey the depth of your thanksgiving um, or the depth of your love. And when you hit the end of the capability of a word, what can take it beyond that end? And I would just say music is what takes it beyond that end. What can add to our words something that, that conveys the emotion and the adoration and the feeling uh, well, it's not the tone in which we speak, it's the melody that, that we sing in. And that's why sometimes, you know, when we're singing these, these songs that, that are like hymns, you know, we're talking about the greatness of God or the faithfulness of God, and you're singing it, there's a whole other level. Like you could say it in prayer to God, but then when you sing it in prayer to God, I mean, it just, it just takes you uh, a step beyond because you're able to convey something to God in deeper, uh, more real terms. And, and that is, God, I adore you, and I love you, and I treasure you. I just want you to think about this today. You know, as we consider these principles concerning Christ, it's not just doctrine. They're not just principles. These are points of adoration and worship. And, uh, I don't know, this is going to probably sound crazy to you, but maybe you want to take your prayer today and just make a spirit song out of it. You might not be able to sing, you might not have any melody capability, but uh, why don't you try singing your prayers to the Lord and just see what kind of impact that has on your life. God bless you. Have a great day.